Eros. Is this really... Yes, Eros. Dr. A has been very specific, the text says. Dr. A. None of Black's docs made us do anything this dumb. Or pointless. They're a problem. No, no, Clark, there isn't. Great. Then let's get this over with. And with that, he tucks a breathing tube up his nose and starts running. His speed is easy to match. Legs are way shorter than mine. I'm just loping alongside his jog. I shift my eyes up to the tech watching us, hoping he sees how pointless this exercise is. All of these tests could be run separately. I like to go in and watch us skip side by side and scream, Ah, yes! It's just his sneakers that are affecting his sperm count. I grumble to no one but Clark by default. Could be your breathing or your heart rate. Clark huffs, struggling to run and talk at the same time. I mean more like, I don't think I need to be so close to you. I say, annoyed at myself for sounding so immature. It's not what you think. I'm not jealous of him. He's just been a dick to me for the past year. Whenever he's near me, he just makes catty little comments about what I said on the train. Or what he thought I said. Sorry if my memory isn't great. I was busy trying to save his fucking life. I tip my speed up. Now I too jog. I hate it when he gets like this. Acts like he understands this process more than I do. No shit I know what the techs are actually looking for. I've been running these tests in this same lab since I was 10. Only thing that's changed is the company. Here you and Rhea pay the offs a visit. Yep. Why? Because I was already with her when the monitor went off? Wordlessly, he ups the speed on his own machine. I do the same. Pounding down with each step. You hoping she sees you with a baby and... What? Her ovaries will explode? Sounds painful. Not sure what would put you off. At this, I smack the stop button on my treadmill. I skip briefly, but stick the landing as I fly off. Clark, if there's something you want to say to me, just fucking do Gentlemen, it. Gentlemen, please don't stop the activity. The tech announces from a booth above us. I stay still. Clark doesn't stop, but just slows his machine down. He walks, then rotates so he's facing me walking backwards, surprising me with his sudden coordination. Anyone with eyes can tell Rhea is not in a place to be, oh, and you're the expert on how she's feeling. She isn't ready to be intimate with anyone. Intimate? He turns back around, away from me. So because she doesn't want to have sex with you, she isn't ready to have sex with anyone. That isn't what I'm saying at all. She doesn't seem mentally well. How would you know? As soon as she made it clear she didn't want to fuck you again, you stopped giving a shit about her. At this, he hits the emergency stop button, stumbles, falls off the end of the machine. I stick an arm straight out to keep him from smacking into me. He ricochets off. If you couldn't have her the way you wanted her, then you didn't want her, period. I mean, she told me she needed space to figure out her feelings. We're on top of each other all the time. No matter how much space she asked for, you could still see that this past year has been hell for her. I was respecting her by listening to her. Something you know nothing about. Oh, I've been listening. All night long as she screams into her fucking pillow. I'm trying to be her friend while she's... But I stop.
because I don't know what's wrong with Rhea. He takes a small step closer to me, tiny nostrils flaring. I don't know if you even believe yourself. I'm not lying. My priority is Rhea, and not this fucker, this guy who quakes and runs away the second anything gets difficult, who has left Rhea to deal with the hell of this process all by herself. I won't abandon her the way he did. This is just another chapter for us. You'll never share what we've shared. He scoffs, tips his head back. Like a kid. I shove him, hard. Hey, hey, guys, guys. Shar steps between us. He puts a hand on my chest. D doesn't need to even touch Clark to stop him. He tries to read my face. You good? Of course I am. I throw his hand off of me. Man, I know you don't like yourself when you're angry. I feel rage creeping up my neck like a spider, each leg crawling and itching. I don't like myself? You know what I'm talking about. Shar, Shar, you think this, you think I could do that again? What I did to, I swallow before I say the name. Apollo, Apollo, Apollo. I clench my jaw, keeping my lips tight over my teeth so Shar can't see them grating against each other. Clark is condescending and rude and and just makes me feel like shit, but he can never do what Apollo did. After eight years of living with me like a brother or or whatever, he killed our friend and then let, let them... Clark doesn't matter enough to me to ever hurt me like he did. I suck the sterile air into my lungs, push it out through my teeth, clench still but now in a twisted grin. Fuck it, man. Fuck it. Then I lean in closer to Char. And don't talk to me like that. I'm not, I'm okay, okay? I'm not crazy, okay? I run my hands over my face, fighting the memory of them landing hard against Apollo's face. Again and again, I wanna cry. Tears versus blood versus, versus, then, somewhere in them, just a trace, but definitely, yes, that new baby smell, Adam, just this morning he was right here in these same palms, the world is new for him. I'm new for us. Shar. <sighs> Talk drags Clark out of the lab. He looks somewhere between confused and upset. Consent? Upfused? Consent. Fused. Let's get out of here, man. Hepas appeared, tossing a playful punch at Eris's arm. Mistake. Eris's whole skinny body visibly tightens at being touched. He's still too wound up. Christ. Shouldn't someone have briefed him on Eris's issues? Like Hera or. <laughs> right. Guess they weren't talking about work much last night. Persephone, nice to see you again. Pleasure. Persephone says, barely paying attention. Hep notices. He nods tightly. 
Hey, says directly to me now. I don't say a word. Well, I gotta run. Nice to see you. As surprising as a sucker punch, he reaches for my arm, squeezes it, and leaves. I look around the room to the tech and purrs. Sure, someone must have... I mean, that was so obvious. It isn't like I ever had a problem picking people up. I mean, the only issue I ever really had is finding anyone new. That's probably literally the only reason he stuck out. He was chubby and shorter than me. He had super hairy arms. He also spent the entire night pretending like he didn't want to go home with me. <laughs> he was always talking or laughing with someone else, but out of the corner of his crinkly little eyes, he was always watching me. And trust me, I know how to be watched. I really kicked things up a notch, making more and more of a scene, making it harder to pretend to ignore me. At one point, I think I even picked Eros up over my head and put him down so hard, Hep's drink fell over whatever table it was sitting on. I got down on my knee, picked up the now empty bottle, got within an inch of his face, and I handed it back to him. Finally, he had to look at me. But neither of us said anything, just stared at each other for one, two. <laughs> and then Eros fell over onto us. Rhea, pupils the size of dinner plates, nearly fell over herself laughing. It wasn't until we loaded both of them into the car and sent them home that we were actually alone. I hadn't wanted him as much as I just wanted to annoy him before. But there in the dark shadows and red glow of the taillights, there was something more mysterious about him. We walked into my brick dark. Sometimes Artemis would wait up, a silver of light under her door telling me she was there if I wanted to chat. But about what? I don't even think she knew. I went upstairs, peeled off my shirt, and turned around to find I was alone. So I tried it downstairs where I found him looking inside my kitchen cabinet. Do you have anything that tastes like anything? He said, a box of saltines in one hand and a pack of rice cakes in the other. I patted my abs in response. I'm aware, he responded. But still, you've got to have a vice. He gestured around my spotless brick, walls uncluttered by art and floors free from any other crap. Don't you have any hobbies? Where do you keep the stuff that you like? He asked. I don't. Usually leaves before I fall asleep. Huh. <laughs> he responded, pulling a jar of peanut butter out. He dipped a cracker in. Don't you want to know, like, anything about me? I could kill you for all you know, he said. I looked at him. Fingertips covered in peanut butter, beard dusted with crumbs. No, you couldn't. I could sneak up on you while you check yourself out. Dude, I can hear you breathing from here. Is arguing the only way I can get you to actually talk to me? He asked. You could have spoken to me all night if you weren't so busy eye-fucking me, I said. With that, he actually looked surprised. Is that what you think I was doing? He walked over to me, reached out a hand, and unpeeled a piece of medical tape off my neck. Guess you're just too cool for anyone to tell. Embarrassed, I took a step back from him, destroyed a saltine in my mouth. Did you have a session today? I just shrugged, mouth too dry to reply. I was also, of course, praying this guy didn't have a copping fantasy. That's just too on the nose. Damn, I never wanted to have sex after. I just felt... 
Weird, Hep said. It's a totally different thing. Especially since it's not like I'm gonna ever fuck any of them out here. Yeah, but still, you've got to meet these guys and extend a certain amount of emotional energy. Well, I'm done feeling if you are. Sure. Are you so eager to get me upstairs? You barely know my name. He said, the wrinkles that formed when he smiled long gone. I don't know what rules you put on yourself, but this isn't this isn't like being in there. You can break them if you want. He said. I folded my arms over my bare chest, only now feeling exposed. So what? We're going to sit and talk, and I'm going to nod to show you I'm listening, and you're going to trick me into saying something dumb and vulnerable? He pursed his lips, thought, then nodded. And how's that supposed to make me feel? I said. I think part of the fun is not knowing. What do you think of him? Persephone says back here in the lab. I shrug. Doesn't seem too memorable. Raya. I don't get up when Hera comes in. I remain seated at the island countertop in the center of the kitchen, my copy of In Cold Blood in front of me. I needed something to cheer me up. Hey, Hera says brightly. How's your meeting with Rebecca? I shrug turn a page. She was in an unusually good mood this morning, huh? That makes two of us. I grumble. She laughs. Right. Do you want a coffee or something? No thanks. You might feel better if you have some caffeine, or I grip the edges of my book so hard I think I'll end up with Capote in my bloodstream. Something to make me more present, more acutely aware of my own fucking nightmare? No, a stimulant isn't what I want. I don't want that, and I don't want to feel better. I want to crawl out of my fucking skin and leave it like a pair of dirty jeans on my bedroom floor. Adam seemed good this morning. I think he's an extrovert, like you. Were. I mumble. Like I was. Rhea. I reread the same sentence for the hundredth time. Rhea, look at me. Hera says, gently placing her hand over the page. Unable to read through her, I look up and just beyond her eyes at her ear, right? Because I know what she's going to ask next, and I don't want to really see her when I answer. I need to tell you something. What? Surprised out of my fog, I do look her in the eye now. She looks excited about something. I had someone over here last night. Okay, I say in anger I don't have a name for building in my chest. I don't particularly give a shit about her personal life right now. How can she think I would? Can't she tell something is really wrong or... Have I been so fucked up these last few months that she's gotten used to it? I didn't know it then, but, um, he is Eros's new chaperone. What? He's great. He's, um, different. You just 
brought some random... He's not random. Sorry, different dude back here in the middle of the night while I was sleeping? Hera looks at me, blinks, unsure of where any of this is coming from. I don't... It's not like... Rhea, he's from my gen. I know him. Clearly, you didn't. You what? Met out, had a nice little reunion, a little chat, brought him back here, fucked him, and never once did it come up that he is Eros's, Eros's goddamn chaperone? We weren't talking about you, she says, crossing her arms, hurt. It's just weird. It's weird. The entire planet knows I have shit with Eros, that you are my chaperone and sister, that as, as fucking such, it's like a conflict of interest. A conflict of interest? It's sketchy that he didn't tell you. He's obviously been cleared by Rebecca, and oh great, now I feel better. Rhea, you're being... I honestly don't even know. I thought you would be happy for me. How? You put me in danger. I'm not just cool with fucking around anymore. I'm really important. Mother of the the, the, the new generation. Raya, since when do you talk like that? Since it's about to start all over again. And now I can see something click into place. I look beyond her again, willing myself not to fucking cry. What? I have to start, I have to start hopping again. Tomorrow, Rebecca told us, not purse, she's not ready. I am, my body is. You know, because I had a success, because things are going well, I have to, I have to again. But you don't want to. doesn't matter, Hera. It does. Since when? Clark. Hi, Hera. I say, trying on a smile. I can tell from the look on her face it fits in all the wrong places. Howdy! On what? Why does Talc have to be so himself all the time. I know he can't see Hera's unusually severe face, but surely the heavy strangeness in the air is loud enough to hear. Can we come in? No. Rhea growls from somewhere just beyond the door. Well, at least Talc heard that. Hi, Rhea, I say quietly. Rhea flies into view like a bird of prey, wrapping first her long, unkempt nails around the door, and then yanking it further open so she can stand beside Hera in it. The sacred sisters stand side by side, the elder composed but troubled, and the younger looking furious and exhausted. Maybe we should come back. What did you say? Rhea says. I, um, I said maybe we should come before that. Hi, Rhea? Don't say hi to me. I... what? But she slams the door in my face. Talk and I stand awkwardly on the stairs. 
I glance over my shoulder at the security team who have been trying very hard not to react to this whole performance. I think she is warming up to you. I ignore him, instead thinking of my altercation with Eros this morning. You know, every time she's lashed out at me, I've just kind of backed off, thinking she needed space to work out whatever she's going through. I mean, that's what she asked of me when we returned home, right? I obliged. I was hurt, and it was easier to give her what she wanted because, I mean, have you met Rare? But it's been a year, and our relationship, friendship, hasn't gotten any better. And Rhea... I don't understand what she's gotten. But maybe I need to try. Maybe on this one specific detail of a much more complicated situation and obtuse existence, really, Eros is... right-ish. The door creaks back open. Hera's face feels the few inches allowed. Clark, this is a really bad time. Excuse me. I say quickly before throwing my arm out and shoving the door fully open. I take a large step inside into no man's land and stride with more adrenaline than confidence. Rhea, I say, finding her lying on the couch, head tipped off and upside down. Her eyes track me as I slow to a stop. Rhea, are you okay? She is silent, watching. I wait. Did you get a new haircut? In surprise, a hand flies to my hair. No. Guess it always looked that dumb. Well, your... Well, your hair looks really dirty and not great, and you've got these bags under your eyes, and I don't know how long you've been wearing those socks, but... Jeez, okay, you win. I don't want to win. I, I want to talk to you. Maybe privately. Just for a second, I say, turning to Hera and Talk, just a few feet away. Please? Fine by me. Talk chirps. Hera looks past me to Rhea, who shrugs, rolls her eyes in a gesture so familiar I almost feel at home. I was just making tea. Hera says, placing a hand under Talk's arm and gently guiding him towards the kitchen. It's not patronizing in a way only Hera can accomplish. Alone now, Rhea writes herself on the couch, but kicks her legs up to take up the remainder of the space on it. I look to the armchair opposite it, crowded with dog-eared books already fighting for space, pages jammed together and cannibalizing each other on the cushion. I drop to the floor, fold my legs and make myself small. How's, um, how's Adam? Why don't you ask one of the nine doctors constantly around him? I think I saw him, like, trying to sit up. Not mastering it yet, but definitely getting the basics. Taking it slow. I look nervously in her direction. Cautious. Smart of him. Rhea... I'm... I'm sorry. About this past year. About my part in it. She nods a little. I thought you'd handle it and we could pick up where we left off. 
well, not there, where we started. Not quite like that, you know, kidnapping me far back, but like, post-solving Iris's murder, pre-getting on that train of doom. <laughs> we really need some happier memories, don't... The time when you were in love with me? Um... The time when we were friends? But I don't know if you were. How do I know you weren't just pretending to be someone else so I'd fuck you? Do, do you really think I could pull that off? Come on, Rhea. You, you know me. Not really. We had a few months of being what I thought was really close, and then I fucked you, and you lost all interest in being anything less than my, what, boyfriend? N no, that, that isn't it. Uh, clearly you've been talking to Eros too much. Oh my fucking god, Clark. When are you going to let this go? It's been a year. Great. Fantastic. Now I just look jealous. Which is even worse than neglectful. No, no, I, I, I don't. I, I just mean he said something similar to me this morning. Oh, now you're just sitting around talking about me? <laughs> Fuck. I'd prefer if you ripped each other's heads off. Rhea, please. I don't care about your relationship with Eros. I am not in a relationship with Eros. I pause. Not sure how to read that. If I express some kind of sympathy, she'll be mad. If I show any kind of relief, she'll be really mad. As per usual, I am between a rock and a rare place. I just want to be there for you. As whatever you need me to be. You sure as fuck didn't care about being there for me when I had to have your baby. Ah. Uh, I think the word you're looking for is... Our. I resist the urge to get to my feet. Instead, I shift stupidly to my knees so we're at least on the same eye level. Is that what this is about? Because, believe me, Rare, when I was with you, the last thing that I was thinking about was having a baby. How was I supposed to know? How were either of us? That together we were going to do that. She slides her hands up over her face. I've never regretted that night, and not for a second. But Rhea, if nothing else ever comes of it, together, we saved the human race. Abruptly, she sits up straight. Did they tell you to do this? What? Come here and, and, and try and be my friend again? Today of all days? I don't know what you're talking about. What are you doing here, Clark? Seems like a great time for all of us to have some tea. Hera. Talk. I think you guys should just go. This is not a good time. Rhea, I'm just... No, I just want things to be better. Clark... Clark has spent a lot of the last year coming into some kind of his own. His hair is a little longer, making his head look less round and babyish. His face has gotten a little slimmer, drawing more attention to his blue eyes. But now, when he turns to me from where he kneels at Rhea's feet on the floor... He looks just as small and scared as the day we met him. Clark, Rhea and I need to be alone right now. Please just get into whatever is so apparently important. 
I say, shifting my glance to talk as he slurps his tea. And go. All right, buddy. Let's start our pitch. Talk says as he delicately taps around with his cane until he finds an end table. I sit down next to Rhea as he slowly sets his teacup down, right on the cover of Rhea's copy of Helter Skelter. Rhea is very into murder right now. She says it relaxes her. Clark scrambles to his feet, rearranges the cup, wipes the cover with his sleeve, sets it back down with a good-as-new double thumbs up. Rhea swings her legs up so they cross over my lap. I pat them sympathetically. To have her begin copying again? It's only been three months. Between what little sleep she's getting and how much trouble she's had gaining weight? I mean, she can't really be in good health. Is this going to be the cycle? For the rest of her life until she's just totally run down. Adam is just starting to get a little calmer. Shouldn't she get at least a little reprieve? Talc clears his throat. Rhea presses the heels of her hands into her eyes. All right, boys, the sooner you tell us Jesus saves, the sooner you can get out. That isn't quite it. Clark says, his words light, as if he's testing the strength of the ice covering a lake. We are currently at a very exciting, important crossroads in time. Thursday, Rhea growls. Oh, wait, I got it that time. She says suddenly, brightly. Yes, you did, but no, no, it isn't just Thursday, it's November. Talk, just tell us what the hell is going on. I say, impatient to speak with Rhea privately. There has to be a way to delay. It's an election year. The process starting up again. When the five were little, they had a psychologist who would come around once a year. I mean, we did as well. But they don't do much except make sure you aren't suffering from a delusion that might hurt yourself or others. It would have been the end of Black's term. And since they, too, missed that Apollo was a raging psychopath, then I don't know what they were actually doing. But if they could speak to Rhea's current state, how it would be better long-term for everyone if she just had more the time. The legislation that allowed for Rebecca to be hastily elected does not prevent a normal election year. If... That doesn't work. Maybe is Persephone cleared yet? She's supposed to be, and unlike Rhea, I know she's excited by the idea of resuming the process. Someone just needs to formally challenge her. I know it's more complicated than just a switcheroo, but both of them were successful. I know Rebecca does not personally like Rhea all the time, some of the time, but Rebecca has carried before. Can't she try and... Hey, Hera, Rhea elbows me. A rare smile playing at the corners of her lips. I think the accent brigade is trying to ask you something. What? I say, trying to remember anything either Clark or Talc has said in the last minute. Clark shifts nervously from foot to foot. I think. We think. Everyone probably thinks. Maybe us just a little more consciously because of who you are, the way you make people feel, your kind of innate quality to... We think you should run for president. I look from Clark to Talc, back again, and then burst out laughing, gripping Rhea's shoulder as she too throws her head back. Oh man, you know, the last 10 minutes or so been pretty unpleasant, but you two devious little weirdos have really just made my day. Rhea says, Hera, your majesty, if I may. 
would be Madam President, if anything. That's some real A to B joke telling, Clark. Rhea manages to snap through her laughter. Okay, okay. <laughs> Thanks for that, guys, but we really need to be alone. Hera, really, you're not thinking about this. Rebecca would never actually let someone else run. She'd have their campaign crushed. But not if it was you. You're the most popular person on the planet after the... He looks nervously to Rhea. Offs and purse and Rhea. And to be honest, I think people might like you better than Persephone. Very cold eyes. You have a public platform. No one else does. If Rebecca suddenly shut you up, people would revolt. Nobody my age has ever been elected president. I think that's an angle for us. You're going to be around longer. You're more invested in building a better future for your nephew. Rebecca gets to claim the kids as something she did. But we know she didn't. That was all black. Yeah, it was black who pushed the kid's giant head out of my vagina. Rhea, I start, but stop, that's fair. Graphic, but Rhea is right. This is the whole problem with Rebecca, with the whole system as is. They use these kids like farm equipment, abuse their bodies and minds, and then take credit for every inch they drag them forward. You understand what it's like to be us. You've seen firsthand why the way things are isn't working. But Clark, I say, taking a deep breath and trying not to look at Rhea. But Clark, it is working. But it isn't enough. What? I say, turning to Rhea, who is staring out the window, now at the guards, keeping people out as much as they keep her in. You do get what this does to you, Hera, more than anyone else. She looks at me now. And I know we are thinking of the same thing. The time after I lost or thought I lost my own. I'm just not a good candidate, guys. Hey, your issues? They're in the past. They couldn't use them against you if they tried. Your struggles have only made you stronger. That isn't... I bite my tongue, keep myself from revealing the bright, white, dry bones that clatter together so loudly in my closet. If the truth about Apollo came out that I know what Eros did, it could destroy all of us. I say, if we stand together, they can't touch any of us. I'm sorry, I just need to focus on other things right now. I say, gripping Rhea's knee. Hera, Rhea says, but I'm already standing. Thanks for, um, for believing in me, though. I will wholeheartedly endorse whoever you find. Whoever is better. That's a tall order, darling. I smile a little and lead him towards the door. Clark follows. When I pull it open, he turns. Let's talk again soon, okay? There's so much more. Yeah, let's make this emotional manipulation an annual thing, Rhea says as she reclines back on the couch, opening up helter-skelter to a mercifully black-and-white photo of Sharon Tate's bloody living room. His shoulders slump a little. I pull them onto the stairs, close the door behind me. Sorry about her, just today, well, I'm sure you understand. I'm sure you're not happy with the decision either. It isn't fair to either of you. Hera, 
he starts, big eyes gleaming in the afternoon sunlight. I really don't know what you're talking about. Shit, I think, trying to stitch these words together tightly enough to leave the smallest scar. You and Rhea are resuming copying? It's too soon, he stammers. I know. Rebecca told her this morning. That's why... I I don't want to. I know that too. Afraid of repeating myself, I pull him close. Hug him. We'll figure something out. If you don't want to change things now, when will you? Talc says, throwing an arm around Clark and whistling as they walk off. <laughs> <laughs>